Welcome to Childhood Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Welcome back to Childcare Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Um, so this week we're talking about when people break up with you. No. Yeah, they just, no. they're just not that into you, Kate. They're just <laughs> not that into you. <laughs> yeah, let's be careful. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Okay, so... <laughs> um, Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, it's an emotional month, you know, February, we're all about heart season, love season, everything X's and O's. And so today we're going to talk specifically about how to handle the emotion and what to do when a family breaks up with you. So Carrie, when I say that to you, what exactly does that mean to you? It means that A family is disenrolling from my center and it came completely out of the blue. I thought they were happy. I thought we were doing wonderful things together. And they're just like, yeah, so I won't be back on Tuesday. And you're like, what? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Can they do that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I thought you, but don't they have a contract with you? Yeah. <laughs> but won't they owe you money? Uh-huh. <laughs> so it doesn't, I mean. Yes, we have a contract or, you know, not all child care centers do, but typically you have an enrollment contract and it says 30 days notice um, to sever the contract. But what are you going to do if they leave and they didn't give you 30 notice, 30 days notice? Okay. You're going to take them to small claims court is, I guess, the only <laughs> thing you can do financially. But unless you have put in a deposit and if you, if they've paid a deposit, there's a whole thing with taxes and accounting and where that money needs to live if it is called a deposit. So talk to your accountant and your lawyer if you have taken something called a deposit. I hate calling things deposit because there's a lot of paperwork involved, (laughs) Um, but you can have the first and last month's tuition, just like people have first and last month's rent. But how many centers really do that? Especially there were programs I know who did it before COVID, but then they were so anxious to get everybody back um, as COVID restrictions eased that I don't know any programs personally right now that are doing the first and last month's tuition. So, so. all right. So you ready for story time? Cause I'm sure you Absolutely. got a couple in there. Go for it. All right. Tell no, 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 no. You were going to tell me a story. No, you tell a story. Your no, turn. You tell me story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a story, but I do have some comments. So I want us to think about as directors, um, a couple of things. And so when we have these families that drop the bomb and they tell us this, we have to remember a couple of things. The first one is most of the time, this isn't about us. Um, And we have to make sure that as directors, we don't. Number one, absolutely do not take this personally. Yeah. And sometimes they don't even tell you, they just ghost you. They just don't show up at the beginning of the month. And you're like, where's Timmy? (laughs) (laughs) and Timmy's parents aren't answering the phone and they aren't answering the texts. And you're like, did Timmy get swallowed by a whale? Like what happened? happened? Um, But yeah, it's almost never about you personally as the director. Very rarely is it, you know, sometimes you just wore uh, a t-shirt that said, you know, just hate these parents and they took it personally and they disenrolled. 
Um, but you know, that's not usually the case. Usually you didn't curse out a parent or wear an inappropriate shirt and they decided to withdraw. No, because that we've had people pull out of our programs in the past. Because a lot of times you don't know what's going on in their personal life, right? Because, you know, it doesn't take much, right? A lot of families are operating literally paycheck to paycheck. So if, and, and we live in a town where tech companies have layoffs literally right, you know, weekly, right? So if on Thursday, <laughs> you know, one of the parents, you know, or, or one of the caregivers was laid off, they, they may be embarrassed. There may be shame. There may be all kinds of emotions happening within that family. And they just can't bring themselves to bring Timmy and Susie to school because they can't afford it. And, and they've got to squirrel all their, their, their pennies away. So as a director, uh, my number one rule of thumb for you is to please, please, please don't take this personally. So Carrie, what would be the second thing you would tell somebody? So my first thing is going to be, don't take it personally. What's your second, um, tip or what do they do next? Like you've been ghosted, you've tried, you've called day two, same thing happens. How many days before you cut ties permanently? Like, what do you do? For me, it would be three. Okay. <laughs> if you okay. don't hear back in three days, then we're done. Um, but I think a big part of it is actually to try to get them to do an exit survey, an exit questionnaire. If they've ghosted you, they're not going to answer your phone call. So you're not going to be able to do an exit interview, right? Um, or if they haven't been responding when you reach out. But if you say, please complete this exit survey, this exit questionnaire, I like survey, just I like the way it sounds better. Um, upon completion, every fam, uh, you know, upon completion of this survey, you will be sent a $25 HEB gift card or insert other gift card here, Amazon, whatever, parents are more likely and let them know that that survey is going to be read by someone other than you. Um, so have another email that is like customer service at ABC childcare and have someone who is not you <laughs> and not on staff currently read those and then summarize it and give you the feedback. So if your husband is really good at keeping their mouth shut, have your husband read it. If you have a friend who can read it, you know, there's someone in your circle that you know who's really good at not telling you things. Have that person read the survey and they're more likely to read it. One, if it's not going to somebody and they think they're going to hurt your feelings and two, if they're going to get a $25 gift certificate to some place that they would actually use which is why I say HEB or Amazon, right? <laughs> because most people are going to one of those two. Or if you're in a town that doesn't have an HEB, your, you know, your grocery store. Um, I think that you need to get information about why this happened. And if it happened because their spouse was deployed, um, somebody lost a job or something like that, then you're like, cool, there is nothing I could have done about that. But if they left, because they felt like they were unheard, um, because they felt like their teacher didn't care about them. They were fed up with the amount of staff turnover. You need to have that information because you can address those things, making sure that parents feel heard, you can address with the rest of your parents <laughs> so that 
you don't lose one family and then another and then another and another because losing one family, yes, it can hurt, especially if they have more than one child. But losing five families in a cascade, that can absolutely gut your program. So you need to find out why they left so that if there's a problem at your center, you can address it. Great advice, Carrie. I really think that anybody who's listening, if you didn't take notes, pause this, rewind, go get your pencil and paper and take notes on that. And if you don't already have standard operating procedures with this policy, make sure you get one. So your Monday morning action plan uh, based on today's podcast needs to be to set up a customer service email address for your organization and find that friend that's going to thick skin it for you, that's going to summarize it for you, that isn't going to take it personally. I like to tell people, remember, your business is basically a bottle of ketchup. What do I mean by that? Carrie, have you yeah, ever eaten I've never restaurant? heard this one. Yes, you, you, really? Okay. Carrie, have you ever eaten at a restaurant? Yes. Do you always have ketchup with your French fries? No. Okay. Does a waitress always ask you if you want ketchup with your French fries? Almost always. Okay. Well, they and just put you, it on the plate. Okay. But if she was going to bring you ketchup and you said no, do you think she goes back in the kitchen and cries because you didn't want ketchup? No. <laughs> Never. Right. So right now your program is a bottle of ketchup. You are the waitress. If you were not ketchup for that family, do not take it personally. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. All right. All right. Okay. So but got- I, I can hear that there's at least one of our directors who, when I said we give them $25 to tell us why we failed them, they're like, I'm not going to pay them to tell me why I stink. Why should they pay us to tell, why should we pay them to tell us why we stink? Oh, that's easy. How else are you going to get better? If somebody doesn't tell you what your problems are, you're never going to get any better. I mean, there's a reason, and maybe we've never really made that clear. That's a whole other episode. Part of the reason we talk about having coaches and mentors and having people in your life to help you get better personally and professionally is not to have somebody entirely be your cheerleader. Although that's a lot of times what coaches are a little bit, but really they're kind of a talking mirror, right? They're going to tell you a lot of times what you already know. They usually, you know, usually what your flaws are. There's a reason why you hired that coach because eh, you got some shiny object syndrome happening. You get a little squirrely over here. You're like, but I don't like to do that. And your coach is going to go, you're, you're risk averse or you're conflict averse or whatever. Right. So that's what the coaches are for. Or the mentors are for, I mean, if we didn't think they were good, we wouldn't be telling you that we think you need them. And so in this case, it's the same thing. If we didn't think that you needed that feedback from that client that left, we wouldn't encourage you to do it. You wouldn't tell us you didn't want it if there wasn't something you didn't want to hear. So for those of you who are sitting here going, I don't want to spend the $25. I'm asking you why, because that means you already know that you're losing some families or you already know there's some issues in your program that you should probably change. And you don't want to spend the $25 to hear it. That's, that's put, you're, you're definitely poking a sore spot there. (laughs) <laughs> so well you asked the question <laughs> well, because i know that there was at least one director who was thinking that is i'm not going to give people money to tell me what they think is wrong with me well, and, that's and what that's- therapy is this is way cheaper than <laughs> therapy <laughs> 
same thing with coaches, right? Like, you know, I, I always laugh because if you think about the football coach, you know, when, when most people think of coaches, they think of athletic coaches, right? But you know what? Even athletes who loved and loved and loved and loved their, their athletic coaches, I have yet to see a soft and squishy, soft and squishy athletic coach. They don't exist. Athletic well, physically they might be. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Physically, I mean, I was a soft and squishy athletic coach, but a lot of times athletic coaches are not necessarily known to be very nice, right? They have you practice. They have you go through things that are uncomfortable so that you get better. It's the same thing with a business coach, a life coach, a health coach, a personal coach, a grief coach. Okay. 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 We get it. Okay. So we All did the coaches. We didn't take it personally. <laughs> We did um, an exit interview, either on the phone or, you know, with the survey, $25. Okay, what do we do now? We got to fill the spot. Oh, (laughs) we don't get a grieving period? How much ice cream do we get? How much ice cream? (laughs) Cookies? No. (laughs) I mean, you can have a ho-ho. You you can want a (laughs) ho-ho. One, one ho-ho. Or fry pie. Fry pie. <laughs> moon pie. <laughs> We're in the South. One, one moon pie. Um, Fry pies are also Southern. <laughs> a kolache. <laughs> one empanada. There we go. Um, ooh, no, you can't have an empanada right now. We're talking, it'll make too much noise. <laughs> so you get what you okay, You get one treat. Um, so, you know, we are, we are doing this in February. So, you know, go find yourself a box of chocolate, but you don't get to eat the whole box. You get a chocolate. Um, so, so immediately, don't don't figure out whatever it is. Take the feedback they gave you, make the improvements. But in the meantime, put up the post, get out your wait list, do whatever you need to do to fill that, fill that spot. Because the longer you're waiting, the more money you're losing. We didn't get in this business to lose money. You True. got in this business to make money. That's why you're and here. And from the emotion part, right? One of the best things, and this has happened to me twice, is when somebody leaves my center because they think they can find something better somewhere else and they go. And then a couple of weeks later, they come back (laughs) trying to get their spot back and being able to say, I'm sorry, we filled it the next day. That does feel really good. Like I'm not (laughs) vindictive or vengeful or anything, but it does feel really good when they went to try something else and they came back to us because we're so good and there's no spot because it took us 12 hours to fill the spot. So absolutely fill the spot from an emotional standpoint. It's fabulous. <laughs> from a financial standpoint, it's fabulous. Um, so we filled the spot. We've taken, we, we, we didn't take it personally. We got feedback. We filled the spot. We incorporated the feedback. Is there anything else we need to do? You probably need to have some conversation with any of the teachers and staff that were affected by that family leaving. And that probably needs to happen in there somewhere, Um, not necessarily in that order. Because again, you want to make sure that the staff also don't take it personally, Um, even if there was a personal element, because there might have been, you never know, right? So again, just like you shouldn't take it personally, you want to make sure that you've got your teachers back because you don't want your teachers to take this personally. And you want to help your teachers understand. You want to incorporate that new family now into your program. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing that happens with breakups sometimes is it breaks up the whole friend group. So how do we keep from and it breaking up the whole friend group, all that kids' friends 
how do we keep them together and um, keep their morale high for those kids and their parents? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's a couple of things that I have, have done before, um, especially when the kids are old enough to talk about their feelings. Okay. Um, I felt a little bit like I'm like, okay, was that a quiz? Because <laughs> It was a quiz and you failed. You failed. Um, but so in the, in any of the pre-K classrooms or even older twos, if the kids are like, hey, where, where is Deshaun? You know, I, I picked Deshaun. That was, pro- okay. Anyway, Miss Deshaun was apparently our, our child <laughs> at the center. Um, so where's Deshaun? And they're missing them and they're talking about that. And you say, oh, well, she's m- moved with her family to do something else. But if the kids are missing that friend, you can have the kids make art for that child and send a care package to that family with here's art from your friends. Here's pictures we took of their classmates. Think about what it does for your reputation in the community. If when someone leaves your program, you go ahead and you make up a photo book of all the kids in their class and pieces of art that those kids made for them that they take with them so that the child who left still has something from your center to have fond memories of their classmates. And it helps with resolution for the kids who are in that class. Um, And you can, you know, also send a note to the parents and say, you know, Deshaun or Rashawn, whichever I said, (laughs) um, has left the class. Please welcome, you know, I don't know, Adib. Um, Adib will now be in the class and this is, you know, if you let us know if you need help getting something to Rashawn, um, and, uh, this is a little bit about Adib. So you're sending out an, uh, an alert <laughs> to the parents that this person left, but we've already filled the spot. <laughs> um, and this is a little bit about, um, the new child so that the parents know, oh, this isn't a situation where there's a run on the center. Everybody's leaving. It's one person out, one person in. (laughs) That is great advice. I love that feedback. And, you know, um, this happens a lot in the summer. It happens a lot with four-year-olds, especially if you've got a three, four, three, four classroom. It just happens because of the whole aging thing. Um, summer programs, um, this happens as well, um, depending on where you live, what part of town, depending on the type of population. Um, some of you are, some of those of you who listen are going to have this a whole lot more frequently because of um, apartment living versus home living. Um, so again, these are things you just need to kind of be prepared for and to help prep your staff for. Um, and less because of uh, the breakup, but just because of the type of population and the fact that you've got folks who have a tendency to move um, because of their careers, because of the jobs, or because of the type of housing um, that's in that neighborhood. And so, yeah. Carrie, great feedback. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us this week. Uh, we are so glad that you got to listen to us, and we're so sorry about your breakup, but you know what? It's okay because you're just a bottle of ketchup. Thank you for listening to Childcare Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.